The PropCast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by SGPN Fantasy. Dominate your draft with the free SGPN Draft Kit. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash draft kit. And the free roll football contest is back and better than ever. $5,000 is up for grabs in our NFL contest and $1,500 in our brand new college football contest. Sign up exclusively in our Discord, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Welcome, everyone, to the PropCast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is August 31st, currently 117 on the East Coast. Here to break down some more player props for you guys. And this or this episode, we're going to be attacking the exciting, maybe the most intriguing divisions in all of NFL, the AFC West. And you guys already know, joining me to break it down here on this episode, my main men on the West Coast. First, I'm going to start with the gentleman that's all over the SGPN network. If I list all the pods he's on, I'm probably going to forget one, so I don't want to disrespect him like that. But it's my main man, Rod Gomez. Rod, how you feeling, my man? I am feeling ready and charged up to hit this NFL season, man. It is literally around the corner. We are about to watch some hardcore NFL football and uh, I'm here for it. And plus, I love the prop cast, man. I know I, I do a lot, but I still have a soft spot for this show. <laughs> there you go. This this uh, this uh, podcast, you kind of get to see uh, or sit in that color commentator uh, role. I know where you're hosting all the other ones. So this one's a little little bit easier for you as far as not having uh, to be the main guy to drive the ship here. But also joining us on the West Coast, you guys know him as the prop god, my main man, Dan Titus. Dan, how you doing, buddy? What up, Munaf? What up, Rod? Gro, it's great to join you guys on the PropCast, man. We're like a week away from real football, man. This is a great time, and we're talking about one of the best divisions in football. So it doesn't get much better than this. It doesn't. You guys said it. I mean, we're literally about, what, eight days away, seven days away from the NFL season kicking off. We still have four more divisions to cover. So we're, we we said we're going two-a-days like Sean and Ryan are. <laughs> so we're going to go two-a-days. We're going to knock out two today. We'll knock out two more later this week, and we'll have all of our uh, NFL season-long player props for you guys done, and hopefully we can have another great uh, year like we did last year. But, guys, AFC West today, probably one of the more exciting divisions uh, in the entire NFL. You know, we take a look at the quarterbacks in this division you got, I mean, the former MVP Super Bowl champion, one of the best, if not the best, Patrick Mahomes. You have the up-and-coming superstars, uh, Justin uh, Herbert, Derek Carr. I mean, he's no slouch. I think he's one of the more underrated quarterbacks in this league. And also you have Mr. Dangerous, uh, Bronco Country, Les Ride, Mr. Unlimited, whatever you want to call him, Russell Wilson, now with the Denver Broncos. So, you know, we'll quickly go through the teams here. We'll talk about the win total. We'll discuss you know, so some roster moves and the outlook for all of these teams here. So, gentlemen, let's just dive right into it. AFC West, and I'll start right there with the Denver Broncos, who finally, finally have some stability at that quarterback position. They bring in the uh, former Super Bowl champion from the Seattle Seahawks. Russell Wilson comes over to take over here. And, guys, this team comes in with their regular season win total which I believe is now lingering around nine and a half or 10, depending on your book. But looking at their division odds for this uh, season in the AFC West, they are plus 270, the third favorite to win this division. Conference championship is eight to one in the AFC, and their um, championship odds to win the Super Bowl, 16 to one. They do come in with the 16th. Uh, most difficult schedule. So an average strength of schedule for the Denver Broncos here. Dan, let me start with you with this team. Um, Russell Wilson, I know they lost uh, one of their receivers early in the season, but they do, or in training camp, I'm sorry, they get uh, Jerry Judy back who missed uh, some time last season. 
Cortland Sutton. You have two guys in the backfield. You have a great defense. Um, this is going to be an exciting team to watch coming into this AFC West division, a very competitive division, Dan. But what's your outlook for this Denver Broncos team coming into this 2022-2023 NFL season? Yeah, in terms of their win total at nine and a half, um, man, it's it's hard for me to bet on this because I just really don't know what to expect from the Broncos. Like, sure, you make a legendary signing like Russell Wilson, who's won a Super Bowl. Um, some would argue he's regressed a little bit over the last several years, but he was playing with a thumb injury last year, so it's hard to completely write him off. But, I mean, he comes into a, uh, a team that is coming off of a 7-10 record last year. Vic Fangio was fired. They hired Nathaniel Hackett from the Green Bay Packers, who was an offensive coordinator. So, you know, there's a lot of moving parts here. And I think the loss, you, you touched on it, the loss of Tim Patrick in the uh, preseason uh, certainly is going to impact their depth chart. But, yeah, man, it's it's hard for me. Like, this division's so difficult. Like, for them to be projected nine and a half wins and finish third in the division is crazy. Yeah. yeah. So, like, who's going to make this step back? And I feel like the Broncos might be a year away from actually being that good of a team. So like I lean the under on nine and a half wins, but I haven't bet it. I don't think I'm going to because Russ tends to surprise. Like he's one of those guys that if you have him on in fantasy, he'll play like dog shit for the first three quarters. And then all of a sudden he just goes off in the fourth quarter. And with a defense like they have, um, you know, their secondary is locked up. They have very good defensive line. They could be anchored by a really good defense here if their offense tends to struggle. So um, I think that they'll get some wins, but ten, nine and a half, ten wins just seems a bit rich for the third team in the division. Yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy to see over on win bet right now. You have three teams in this division that have ten win totals plus. of ten or more. Yeah, ten or more wins. I mean, the Broncos right now, again, depending on your book, right now, win bet has it at ten. Chiefs at ten and a half. Chargers at ten and a half. And Raiders at eight and a half. So again, this is going to be a very, very competitive division. Uh, Rod, let me kick it to you here, my man. Uh, same question: Denver Broncos, Russell Wilson in the house now. It's time to ride, or is it? They or do you think they're also a year away, like Dan alluded to? I mean, yeah, it's hard to see all four of these teams getting ten wins. I mean, that that's really, honestly, I think it's mathematically impossible to be honest with you if all all of them get ten wins. But yeah. I will say, if there's one argument to be made about what this Denver Bronco team can do. Remember back a while when they signed uh, Peyton Manning to uh, to join their team back in 2011, right? Or 2012, rather. The year before that, they were 8-8. Eight and eight. The year before that, they were 4-12. and 12. They hadn't had a 10-win season since 2005. They signed Peyton Manning, another veteran-aged quarterback that had a Super Bowl win under his belt. They rip off four straight seasons of at least 12 wins and won a Super Bowl. I'm not saying that Russell yeah. Wilson can can accomplish the the same as Peyton Manning, but I, I don't know. I mean, there, there's almost a little parallel that could be drawn about signing a veteran quarterback after you've struggled for so many years and flipping your franchise around instantly the next year. But it's going to take a lot to get them to ten wins, I think. But yeah, uh, that's that's a it's not out of the question to be honest with you. Yeah, and I mean, this team has been on a quarterback carousel over the I don't know how many seasons now, and. You know, you had Teddy, you know, Bridgewater, Drew Locke, Paxton Lynch, uh, who, I mean, it's just been, they haven't had stability and now they finally have it. So, yeah, I, I think that it might take a year for, you know, Russell Wilson to maybe integrate himself to a new team, a new city. You know, he's been with Seattle for pretty, I mean, his entire career. He comes into a new city, new faces a brand new head coach. And I think that that culture shift is now going to be, and it might take a year. I think Dan is hundred percent correct that the game planning and things like that are going to be different for the Denver Broncos. You have a new quarterback. So it's going to take time for those two guys to kind of find their groove and, and get into a rhythm and, and, you know, kind of see where this offense really wants to go. Again, not having Tim Patrick is going to hurt, but again, you still have studs on this wide receiving group with, uh, you know, Corlin Sutton, Jerry Judy, we talked about, and also the backfield, you know, they got Melvin Gordon. You also have um, Javante Williams in the back uh, backfield as well. So, you know, I, I think there are areas where this team can, you know, show some improvement. But I think that, they, again, they I do feel like they are a year away uh, for this team. So I will lean with the under as well on uh, the Denver Broncos under 10 for this upcoming season. Uh, gentlemen, let's get over to the next team in this division. 
let's go ahead and go to let's go to the Raiders, um, the Las Vegas Raiders. Obviously, the big news for this team, they do get Devontae, uh, Devontae Adams paired up with his good buddy, Derek Carr, over in Las Vegas. They do come in this season with division odds of 6-1, to 15-1 to one to win the conference championship, and 30-1 to win to hoist the Lombardi Trophy. Um, one concern that this team does have, and I think that it's, it's been something that hasn't really been addressed, has been their offensive line, which comes in ranked number 25th. Uh, out of 32 teams in the entire NFL. And, you know, as, as I think that as many weapons that you can give Derek, Derek Carr with the addition of Adams and already having Darren Waller on this roster, uh, you talk about Hunter Renfro, who's a receptions machine. Um, if there's no protection there, I think that it might be another long year. And again, this is another team that, you know, had coaching controversy last year with John Gruden leaving. Uh, now they hire uh, Josh McDaniels to come over and be the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. Rod, let me start with you on the Raiders. Their season win total comes in at eight and a half for this upcoming season. The lowest of this group in the AFC uh, in the AFC West, which is crazy to say, like we just talked about. But what do you thought about? What are your thoughts about the Raiders coming into the season? How can they be a game and a half worse than they were in all the turmoil last season when they won ten wins? And they didn't have a guy like Devontae Adams on that team to catch passes from Derek Carr. I, I don't know where the step down comes from. I mean, you did mention that front line, but that front line was not good last season either. So if you're telling me that I'm trotting out basically the same type of team, right? You still get Josh Jacobs. You still got Hunter Renfro. Like you said, you still got Darren Waller on that team. You still got a tough defense uh, out there. So where does the step down come from? Like, I don't understand why a game and a half difference now that you've added one of the most lethal offensive weapons that there is in the game at this point. So, I mean, I'll take the over on this eight and a half for sure, because like I said, I can't see where where the degradation happens. So where they're going to lose or one less game or two less games than they did last year with with what they had going on. I mean, there's a lot of distractions last season and they still went out and won 10 games. Yeah, I think the one counterpoint I can make about the Raiders last season, I think that, you know, you kind of take a look at it overall that they were 4-0 in overtime games last year. Uh, they were 5-1 in games decided by a field goal or less, and they were 7-2 overall in one-score games. And they do come in with the third most difficult schedule uh, for this upcoming season for the Las Vegas Raiders. So, uh, Dan, let me get your thoughts here, and I can kind of go through the schedule here where I am a little bit uh, down on this Raiders team just because of the the, the strength of schedule that they do have. Uh, for this upcoming season here. But thoughts on the Raiders here, Dan? Yeah, so my thoughts on the Raiders are that last season, they definitely exceeded expectations. Their Pythagorean expectation was like seven wins, and they got to 10. And I think you just touched on it, Munaf. I think that they did get some some luck in there with, with winning all of their overtime games, you know, very small margin games. But, you know, they do have the third hardest schedule, according to Warren Sharp, this year. Yeah. Um, to be honest, like... <sighs> No, we talked. I just talked about how I think the Broncos. It's it's a tough ask for them to get to ten wins. For some reason, I feel like the Raiders can get to nine and eight. That that seems like the right the right outcome because I think this team's going to struggle. Their defensive line is one of the best. Like they have two really good edge rushers and Max Crosby um, and um, Chandler and, and Chandler Jones, right? But their secondary is atrocious. Yeah. And you have a secondary that's horrible in the most explosive division in football. Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, and Russell Wilson. So I, I'm not extremely high on them, but I think that they'll have a good statistical season because they're going to have to put points on the board in, an, uh, in, a, in a division that's going to require you to score points. So I think the, de- the you're right. The offensive line will hold them back because – Derek Carr, we know when he gets pressured, he tends to make errors. He fumbles the ball, um, and but also their 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 secondary is going to be a hindrance for them for the long haul. But I think that they could still carve out um, nine wins. So I'm going to take the over eight and a half. Okay, yeah, and this team or this division does also face the NFC West this year as well. So um, you know they'll have games against you know the Cardinals, the Rams, the San Francisco 49ers, uh, You know throw in the Seahawks here because they do play in the division, but that should be an easy win for all four of those teams in that division. But yeah, I mean, having that third most difficult schedule, I, that makes me a little nervous. And I think what you just said there is, is kind of 
what makes me like the under. And if this number does get to nine for the Raiders, um, you know, by the time the season starts, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the under on the Raiders because yeah. just because what you just mentioned about their secondary with the schedule of quarterbacks that they also have to go up against, not only in their division but outside of their division, it's it's gonna be very difficult for me to see this team, you know, getting to ten wins if that number does move to nine here. Um, any other thoughts for the Raiders here, guys? Before we move over to the um, Kansas City Chiefs. I'm expecting a big season out of Derek Carr. Uh, I know we talked about this earlier, Munaf, a long time mm-hmm. ago. Um, Derek Carr to lead the league in passing, ten to one. Yeah, uh, I think there's, I think there's still value there. All right, all right. Before we get into the Kansas City Chiefs, let me tell you guys about WinBet. WinBet. Thinking of joining WinBet, now is really the perfect time for new customers. And new customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. If you're betting baseball, you have to check out WinBet and their reduced juice in baseball games. And it really makes them the best place to bet on the MLB. Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus of up to $1,000. Win also released their first quarterback with five touchdown prop bets. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. So they know that we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 years or older and present in the state where play through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We're also brought to you by Odds Trader. Now, what is Odds Trader? Odds Trader is a place to compare odds from all the major sports books. You can also compare the different signup codes and promotions from sports books to get the best deal. The app also provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather for betters to make the most informed bets possible. It also has a bet tracker so betters can keep records of all the games and your betting activity. So to take advantage of Odds Trader, all you have to do is go to oddstrader.com slash blue wire. That's oddstrader.com slash blue wire. Odds Trader, the number one site for all your game day bets. And the free roll football contests are back for SGPN college football contests. There's $1,500 up for grabs. The NFL contest has $5,000 up for grabs, plus a two night stay at Win Las Vegas. Sign up exclusively in our Discord, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. All right, gentlemen, let's get over to the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, led by one of the best quarterbacks, if not the best quarterback in the entire football league, Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Last season, this team ended up with a record of 12-5. and five. Uh, they got to the AFC championship game and were upset by the Cincinnati Bengals in that game. Now, this season, guys, they come in with a win total like I talked about at 10.5 over on win bet. Last season, this team was 8-9 against the spread. And shockingly, guys, this uh, uh, entire division last season was 8-9 against the spread. They come in as the AFC West uh, favorites to win this division at plus 160. AFC conference odds are at five to one and their championship odds to hoist another Lombardi trophy is at 10 to one. Obviously the big news for this team, Tyree kill traded over to the Miami dolphins. Um, but they do add some running, sorry, some uh, wide receiver depth with MVS Marquez Valdez Scantley. They also added Juju Smith Schuster from the Pittsburgh Steelers. They have Ronald Jones in their backfield as well. They also added Justin Reed in that secondary. I think that's a huge pickup for them for that defense, um, just because I know how good he was when he was with the Houston Texans here uh, this season. Now, the one thing about the Kansas City Chiefs, guys, is that they do come in with the most difficult schedule this season. And like I mentioned, their win total is at 10.5 right now. But, Dan, let me start with you on the Kansas City Chiefs. The most difficult schedule coming into already what's a very difficult uh, division what are your thoughts about the Kansas City Chiefs and life after Tyreek Hill? Yeah, this one's going to be a challenge for me because, you know, last year, this is the first time in eight years that they haven't gone over their win total. Um, ten and a half seems like a reasonable number. Um, but, yeah, man, they've, they've won the AFC West for the last six seasons. Is that going to continue with uh, a team that loses one of the most prolific wide receivers in the league? Um 
I think they did a good job of replacing Tyreek Hill. You know, they got MVS to be their home run hitter, the guy that can that can stretch you over the top. They got Juju Smith-Schuster who can play in the slot and all over. Um, and then they drafted Sky Moore. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this team, they still have retained Mikael Hardman. Offensively, yep. this team's going to be fine. Um, the running back room is, is still straight. I think that they bolstered their offensive line, which is always a good thing. I do have questions about their de- their secondary. Losing Tyron Matthew, I think, was is going to be who I think was like one of the heartbeats of their their defense. That will certainly be a struggle. Um, but I think this team's going to be good. I'm not going to bet their win total, but I will be playing some of their props because um, definitely on a week-to-week basis because I kind of want to see what what this offense looks like without a true alpha other than Tra- Travis Kelsey there. Um, because, you know, Terry Kill commanded a lot of targets, so how is Patrick Mahomes going to spread the ball around? How is this offense really going to flow? Um, because I think Andy Reid did a great job of scheming for Tyree Kill, and I'm curious to see what that looks like with some of the other players in mind. So um, I'm expecting big things out of this this team. I think they should finish no less than second in the division, and if they do, if they don't, um, you know, I think it will be considered a disappointment. So, um, yeah, I think I have the Kansas City Chiefs as the second best in this division. Rod, Kansas City Chiefs. I, I think an 11 and six season is not entirely out of the question. I mean, again, we're talking about a team here that that finished the top of the of the AFC West last season and had the 12 wins that they had. So I, I don't think 11 wins is too hard of an ask. But this is where we find out whether or not Patrick Mahomes is truly one of the greatest quarterbacks in the league. Because when you have a guy like Tyreek Hill, covers up a lot of deficiencies, right? He can he yeah. can make a guy look much better than he is. So now we find out really the Patrick Mahomes effect, because this is where we're going to see what he does with guys like MVS with guys like Nicole Hardman as his main uh, Juju Smith Schuster, right? I mean, th- this is where Aaron Rodgers separated himself too, as far what can he do with a receiving core? That's not necessarily uh, amongst the most elite in the, in the league uh, as going forward. So whether what we're going to see, Really, we're going to see over the first couple of games of the season whether or not this is going to be an 11-win season, a 12-win season, or even a 13-win season for the Chiefs. But I, I, I tend to agree with Dan that it's going to be a tough road, obviously, with the schedule that they got. But I, I don't know that 11 wins is too hard of an ask for the Chiefs, who have been a dominant force in not just the AFC West, but the league over the last few seasons. So um, if they finish second, Dan, I think that that's an 11-win season right there. Yeah, I mean, you take a look at their schedule before they hit their bye week, and it's a, it's a very difficult one. They they start on the road in Arizona. They have the Chargers coming to town. They go to Indy. They go to Tampa. They have the Raiders at home, and then before their bye week, they have the Bills coming to town, and then they go to San Francisco before their bye week. Their schedule eases up a little bit after that, after their bye week, where they have games against the the Bengals, the Texans, and and the Seahawks. And they have a revenge game going to Cincinnati against the Bengals. With that, that should probably be another shootout. But yeah, I mean, I, I think you hit the nail on the head there, Rod. Is that now we're going to find out about Patrick Mahomes? Not not having a guy like Tyreek Hill in this offense, how great is is or what's the adjustment going to be? Uh, last season, he did have a career high interceptions. Did Patrick Mahomes with thirteen? Um, I don't know if that was, you know, maybe teams maybe starting to figure out the offense of the Kansas City Chiefs or or just mistakes that Patrick Mahomes was making. But again, this is going to be a very very intriguing uh, team to watch. Uh, you know, led by Patrick Mahomes and the offense. Um, guys, let's get over to the last team in this division, and this team has been. Probably the team that has had the most hype, at least over the past two seasons, just because of the roster construction and and the just the pure talent that they have on actually both sides of the football. And that is the Los Angeles Chargers. But last season, this team fell short of making the playoffs. And I think that is a huge disappointment for this team. This day ended the season with a nine and eight record. This season, a team that has another win total in this division of 10 and a half. Um, Looking at their season or their division odds here, they are the second favorite in this division at plus 220. Conference odds are at 7 to 1, and Super Bowl odds are 14 to 1. They come into the season, let's see here, with the... Uh, 13th most difficult schedule. So not too bad for this offense and this team, but 
Danny, we look at this team and the roster led by Justin Herbert. You have uh, Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen on the offensive side. They added Khalil Mack in the in uh, on the defense already there with uh, with uh, with is it Joey Bosa or Nick Bosa? I always get it confused. I think it's uh, Nick Bosa. It's no okay. There you see. Oh. I get it confused. Is it Nick? It's Nick. Oh, no, it's yeah. Joey. You're right, it's Joey. It's Joey. All right, all right. As an and, and, I know it's not Nick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that did. Rod knows it's not Nick for sure. Um, I mean, yeah. you have Joey Bosa on this defense. Joey. The secondary is it's absolutely got talent as well. Derwin James locks up the huge contract. The offseason, if we look at the positional ranks for this team coming in, of the seven, um, I mean, of, of all the positional ranks rated by Warren Sharp, they are top 10 in every single one of those um, positions. They're number three in secondary, number five in the front seven, 10th at the wide receiver position. Running back group is number nine, O-line number seven, and uh, and sorry, Justin Herbert comes in ranked as the fourth best quarterback in the NFL. Dan, let me start with you on the Chargers. Is it finally this season where they have to live up to the hype that the people have been expecting from this team? I think so. Um, I think for them to finish the division as the division winner at plus 220, um, I've already bet that. I think that that's an extremely good value considering how good, how how great this team is and what they did in the offseason. Um, they were right around their Pythagorean expectation last year at 8.9 uh, wins, so they got to 9, uh, which made sense. For how aggressive Brandon Staley is as an, as a, an offensive – as a head coach but an offensive coordinator – um, I think that they'll actually be on the right side of some luck this year. And um, with their schedule, they have the most favorable schedule in the AFC West, which is a good thing for them. Um, but then also what you touched on their defense, you know, you lock up Derwin James, you have Asante Samuel Jr. They signed JC Jackson, yeah. like this secondary, this is a secondary that I want loaded in an AFC West that has a ton of quarterbacks in it. And, you know, you can't, I think Austin Eckler, Showed out as a running back last year. They revamped that. They they drafted Isaiah Spiller. Joshua Kelly looks better. Their offensive line is solid. I mean, there's no reason for this team not to win this division, in my opinion. So 10.5 wins for this team. I would take the over on it. I think Justin Herbert is going to be squarely in the conversation for MVP. Um, and this is just a loaded team, man. So I like what they, what they did on both sides of the ball in this offseason. And getting even Khalil Mack. We don't know if we're, what version of him we're going to get. But, I mean, that's still... That's still a nice help to that defense. So I think this team's going to be ready to go. Rod, Los Angeles Chargers. It's funny. We do concentrate a lot on offense because most of us are fantasy football players, and that's where we spend our time. But, boy, you can say what you want about this offense because we already know what's there. But this defense, like Dan just laid it all out, and I'm glad he did because I was about to bring up the fact that J.C. Jackson is there. Eight interceptions last year with New England, nine the, the year before, five the year before that. Yeah, if you've got Patrick Mahomes throwing uh, the record high uh, uh, interceptions that he did last season, I mean, you're going to have Russell Wilson on the run this year. It's just this Chargers defense is probably the scariest in the entire division. Uh, no one's really scared of the, the Kansas City Chiefs defense. Uh, but, I mean, this Chargers defense loaded up to already complement what is already a high-powered offense with Eckler, with Herbert, you know, with Williams, um, with Donald Parham. I don't care if Gerald Everett's there. Give me Donald Parham. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, look, this is a very scary Los Angeles Chargers team, and it just got even scarier. So uh, if I were if I were the other three teams in this division, I'd be very, very afraid of not winning uh, the AFC West this year. Yeah, and they're really going to have to take care of business uh, early in the season because their first nine games, four, four of those games – Sorry, the first eight games, half of those games are against the Jaguars, the Texans, the Seahawks, and the Atlanta Falcons. Now, their difficult get their schedule gets real difficult after their first game out of the bye week, which is against the Falcons. But then they have games against the 49ers. They have games against the Chiefs, the, the Cardinals, the Raiders, the Dolphins, the Titans, the Colts. And then they end the season against the Rams. And then they have the Denver Broncos. So, you know, if they're going to get over this win total, they're going to have to take care of business early and often against teams um, early on in the season. I could see a world where they might be 6-1, and one, possibly even 7-0 and oh going into their bye week uh, where they have games against, you know, like a, they start the season against the Raiders at home. They have the Chiefs. Like I mentioned, they have the Jaguars, Texans, and Seahawks. And the two games uh, between that, they have the Browns without Deshaun Watson and then a home game with the Denver Broncos. So, this might be a team early on in the season that I'm probably looking at to bet on early, um, and then for them to just you know win games 
and take care of business before they do have a, a, a very grueling schedule in the second half of the season. I want to ask you guys, you know, this team now loaded both on offensive defensive side. Do you believe this is a team that can go out and win the Super Bowl, Rod? Whew. I don't know. I mean, it, 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 you still got to get past the chiefs. Like to me, that's the, that's the benchmark there. And then the Bengals obviously making their name known. So that's, that's two tough tests. Now they were close last year, right? They, they, they were, they were close to putting it all together. So maybe this is the year, maybe with the Khalil Mack, maybe with Jackson uh, and, and Bosa still there. Maybe this is the year they make that leap, but uh, I don't know. That's a tough sell for me. Dan, I didn't even mention the 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 jersey you have in the back there with Keenan Allen. I know our <laughs> listeners can't see that, obviously, but uh, is there a chance for this Chargers team to win the Super Bowl? Or do you think they're still maybe a year away with the new pieces that they do have? To win the Super Bowl, I mean – I think there's. I think it's worth it. A worth a bet to have them be the AFC representer in the Super Bowl. I mean, plus seven fifty. They have the third shortest odds, um, right behind the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I like that bet more than anything else um, because I do think that they can get there. The question that I have is: Is Brandon Brandon Staley going to learn from his mistakes last year? I think there's a nice balance of being aggressive and and being conservative, and I think he needs to find that. Um, but with this roster on offense and defense, if they can stay healthy, I mean, I don't see any reason why uh, they can't at least compete for it. Yeah, I mean, look, the talent is there on paper. It, it, it's just time to, for this team to put it all together um, coming into this season. So I am excited about this team. I do like the over um, for the for the Chargers as well, for all the reasons that you guys mentioned. But the one bet I do love the most is what, Dan, you mentioned, is that division odds at plus 220. Especially with the Chiefs have the, the most difficult schedule in this, uh, not only in the NFL but in this division. For them to be favored in this division, I think that you know there's some value that's being created there on the Chargers at plus two twenty to win this division. All right, before we get into our season-long player props for this AFC West division, let me tell you guys about Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest-growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there, and I use it for mine. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now you can win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. Over-under in the first, I'm sorry, the first sports contest game built into the fantasy experience. Not only can you enter a contest via over-under itself, but you can also do so through your fantasy league's matchup screen. For example, Patrick Mahomes is your your starting fantasy quarterback, and not only do you not only if you think you are going to win your fantasy matchup that week, you can also be as confident as taking Patrick Mahomes to go over 250 passing yards for that particular week. Now, if you pick it correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money that you put in. And the main reason we're excited about over under on sleeper. It's at the only app where I can join my buddy's contest and we can play together. Got a built in group chat where I can see and copy my friend's picks with a tap of a button. And it's insanely fun to ride it out together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. So on your mobile device, join our list group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash SGP. And Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit of up to $100 by using promo code SGP. Again, go to sleeper.com slash SGP and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. And last but not least, we're also brought to you by Run Your Pool. Run Your Pool is a home of competition, bringing sports fans and their social circles together to compete, connect, and make every game matter more. Run Your Pool offers every game type under the sun from Pick'em and Survivor to Fantasy Pools. It's a one-stop shop for sports gaming with customizable features that you don't get anywhere else. And look, you're probably that guy in the office or at your workplace that has to put all the fantasy leagues and the sleeper pools or sorry, the survivor pools all together, the pick them contest, make it easy for yourself. Just check out run your pool. And we've teamed up with run your pool to host our official SGPN NFL survivor contest. And if you're a survivor player and if you're not, it's a free contest. So hop in. It's a first place prize for the winner of $500 in cash, plus a $250 gift certificate to the SGPN store to the winner. All you got to do to get in there to reserve your spot for the free entry is sign up today over at play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN. That's play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN. Yeah, go ahead, Rod. What do you got? 
So, look, we're coming right out of the break. We just got done talking about the Chargers. The rich get richer. Just saw Sony Michelle signing with the Chargers right now. Uh, breaking news on the prop cast. We have Sony Michelle signing to the Los Angeles Chargers. So the rich just keep getting richer, man. Yeah, and look, we talked about it. They already had a backfield of Austin Eckler, Isaiah Spiller. You know, Dan mentioned that, and now you add a guy like Sony Michelle to that, you know, running back group. And again, there's no excuses now left for this team. It's time to go out and win games now with the talent that they do have at all the positions. And it's going to be again that that's a it's a good solid you know signing for I think for for the Chargers to have a veteran guy like that in your backfield. Um, you know, just to add to that to that running back group, yeah, that's that's solid for them. All right, guys, let's get into our season-long player props for the AFC West. You guys know how we do it. We'll give you a, a quarterback prop, and then we'll also give you two skill position player props for this AFC West division. Rod, I'm going to let you lead this one off, my man. What, let's start with our quarterbacks. What's your quarterback prop for this division? All right, well, I am going with the ever-loving Derek Carr because I love me some Fresno State alumni. Uh, his his rushing or his rushing total, his passing total is only set at 4,450 and a half yards. I, I, I'm not quite sure where that's coming from, but uh, I'm going to take Derek Carr over 44 and a half, uh, and that's minus 110. Look, man, Derek Carr just has, he just got Devontae Adams added to the mix last season without Devonte Adams and with Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller. And then a smattering of other folks, he had 4,800 yards. He was at 4,100 yards the year before 4,000, 4,000. Like, I mean, he was close even without a guy like Devonte Adams. So I think this season he's, he's going to smash a lot of uh, overs and he's going to be one of the quarterbacks to watch in this division and, and really in the league. So I think 4,400 is is well within his I don't think he's going to lose 400 yards after gaining a guy like Devontae Adams and I've seen some articles talking about can Derek Carr hit 5,000 yards maybe I don't know it's not out of the realm of possibility uh but at the very least I think he's going to go well over 4,400 yards or even 4,450 for that matter so yeah give me Derek Carr well over the 4,450 and a half yard mark yeah, I mean, you have agreement with me here. I know Dan talked about it earlier. I talked about this a while back, or before the you know the sta- the future odds had dropped for uh, quarterbacks for this upcoming season. We said that hey, Derek Carr has a great shot of being the quarterback to lead the league in passing yards. And I think that's going to have to happen in this division because I feel like there's going to be a division where we see a lot of shootouts. Right? We we have. Offenses that are fully capable of, of scoring, you know, tw- four touchdowns a game. Um, you know, some of the defense outside of the Chargers are a little bit suspect. And I think this is a team that we talked about with with the uh, Las Vegas Raiders is that they're going to be involved in games where they're going to have to throw the football. And, and I'm not a fan of this this running back group either. Josh Jacobs, I don't think is an answer for them. I think it's going to be with the talent that they do have at the wide receiving group and even at the tight end position that I think those are weapons that you kind of have to take advantage of. And I think that we'll see a lot more passing from uh, Derek Carr. And you mentioned it last season, he had 4,800 passing yards. So again, if he's able to stay healthy, I think that he should be able to crush this number. So I have agreement uh, on you about that. But Dan, thoughts on Derek Carr's number of 4,450 and a half passing yards this upcoming season. Yeah, for some reason, I had an idea that Rod was going to pick that. Um, <laughs> but I, I also love that pick, so I have no disagreement there. I think he's going to smash this. Um, all signs pointing to David, Derek, Derek Carr having a, a great season. David Carr, too. I don't know what he's doing, but he'll probably have a good season, too. <laughs> David Carr. God, that was uh, so many bad years here. Yeah, Munaf knows all just... about David Carr. You know, when oh, I actually, one of the first, when he first dropped, man, I actually, it was in that era of when I was just buying jerseys and hats and fitted hats and all that. And I love the Texans, like just uni, just like the colorway and all that, all for them to be like the worst freaking team in the NFL. Um, so I, I wore it for like two years, maybe like a year or two. And I was like, all right, I can't, I can't rock this anymore with any confidence. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys heard that, but I think he just took another sack somewhere. Uh, didn't take <laughs> um, and since we're talking about Derek Carr, um, I'll give you my player prop for uh, the quarterbacks as well. I also went with uh, Derek Carr as well, but I took over 29 and a half passing touchdowns for him. And, you know, I think you kind of look at his his numbers over his career. I know he's only achieved this feat just once in his career, and that's all the way back in 2015. 
But, and, you know, I talked about it when Rod took the over on his passing yards. That they're going to be involved in shootouts. And, and you know, it's going to be on the arms or the shoulders of, you know, Derek Carr to, you know, keep them in those games and, and score those points. And I think for them, especially in the red zone, it'll be on the arm of Derek Carr. And I'm not a believer in their running game, right? I know they have Josh Jacobs. He, we've seen flashes of him. But I'm just, I think this season, and I think we saw this in the preseason, where he, he just doesn't he doesn't look right to me. But you have the weapons. We talked about it, right? Devontae Adams, who's an absolute monster in the red zone. You have Darren Waller. You have a, a target and a reception machine, especially a reception machine in Hunter Renfro on this offense. So, you know, with the wide receiver group that they do have, I think that this is a year where Derek Carr can get at least 30 touchdowns in this, in, in not only in the season, but I think he's just going to have to be that quarterback where we're going to see more passing out of this offense from Derek Carr. So I think that he can get, I think that his number was a little conservative and I understand why it is because he's only done this once and it's been since 2015. But I think again, just with the weapons that they do have, I think this is a, a feat that they can accomplish. And if they do want to win ball games, it's going to have to be for them to score touchdowns and not settle for field goals. And I think that's going to be a responsibility on Josh McDaniels and Derek Carr to score those touchdowns, especially when you have a guy like, uh, Devontae Adams now on this roster who we saw so many times, I mean, year over year, we wrote that Aaron Rodgers is getting those touchdowns in the red zone. So I think that Derek Carr can get over this number of at least getting me 30 touchdowns uh, for this upcoming season here. Dan, what do you think about that one? That was another one I had penciled in here um, because I think he's going to get over 30 touchdowns. Um, this is the, as you said, he's only done it once in his career, but this is the most weapons he's had in a, an explosive division where he's going to have to put up points on the board. Josh McDaniels is known to be th- pretty pass happy. Um, so, yeah, I think this is all signaling that uh, Derek Carr um, is going to be throwing the ball a lot more. And when you have one of the best red zone targets in Devontae Adams in the game, you got to throw him the ball. So, yeah, I love it the way that they're set up here. Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller, Devontae Adams. Phew, man, yeah, he's going to go over over, over passing, passing yards and over uh, passing TDs. Love them both. I had to ask you first because I know I'm not going to get disagreement with Rod about uh, Derek Carr this upcoming season <laughs> on either one of those uh, statistical categories. So, Dan, why don't you lead us un- into your uh, quarterback prop for this division? Yeah, in a rare sighting, we're all going with overs, and especially on quarterback props here. But, you know, it's the best division in football, so this is what we expect. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go over 34.5 passing touchdowns for Patrick Mahomes. Um, he's only had one season below 34.5. He's coming off. Uh, 38 touchdowns last year and, and 36 the year before that. So, um, you know, with Mahomes here, despite losing Tyreek Hill, uh, he still has his main safety blanket in Travis Kelsey. He's loaded up with MVS, Sky Moore, and McCole Hardman still there, as well as Juju Smith-Schuster. So the weapons, they're, they're still there. The offensive line got better. And I actually have concerns on their red zone offense just in terms of them running the ball. Ronald Jones did wind up making the roster, but he's been awful in the preseason. CEH isn't a workhorse back, and he's definitely not a goal line back. And then you have Jarek McKinnon, who's also kind of a scat back. So, you know, when they get down to the goal line, I think there's actually a very good chance that Mahomes just starts throwing it. Um, So, yeah, I just don't really have many concerns on Patrick Mahomes and this offense really moving. Defense, different question marks. But for this prop specifically, I don't think he should have any trouble going over 34 and a half touchdowns. Yeah, I love it, man. Again, you know, I think there's there, there's more, I think, pessimism for folks that just because he's lost Tyree Kill that maybe Patrick Mahomes does take a step back. But the names that they added when we talked about the Chiefs, you know, with MBS and Juju, I, those are those are legitimate guys. When they're healthy, they, they are good targets to have on this roster. And you mentioned it. We haven't even said Travis Kelsey's name on this whole pod yet. Yeah. I mean, he, he's 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 still on this team. So the weapons are definitely still going to be there for Patrick Mahomes. And we've seen this offense with Andy Reid and um, Eric Bieniemy put the game plan together to not only score points, but again, get those touchdowns for Patrick Mahomes. And I think that if it's if, again, if they're going to. They're going to win ball games this year and, and try to go out and win this division and, and try to get back to the Super Bowl. It falls on your starting quarterback. It's going to be Patrick Mahomes. So no disagreement uh, for me, at least, for the passing touchdowns for Patrick Mahomes. Rod, thoughts on Mahomes uh, over passing touchdowns here? Yeah, I, I'm with you on that one, too. I mean, again, you look at Tyreek Hill caught nine touchdown passes last season. You could definitely divvy those up between MVS. And, and I mean, that's not a hard number to, to divvy up between Juju Smith-Schuster and, and MVS. So... Uh, I, I have a feeling that that's exactly what's going to happen. I mean, it just means more people are going to get touchdowns uh, rather than just Tyree Kill catching nine of them. 
Uh, and, and really, to be honest with you, it wasn't like, look, Tyreek Hill had two gigantic seasons, right? 2020, he had 15 touchdowns. And then in uh, 2018, he had 12 touchdowns. But, out, but outside of that, it was six, seven, seven, nine. I mean, it's all great, but it, it's not like he had every season with double digit touchdown passes. So Mahomes has been good and, and he's he'll be able to find more receivers in the end zone, I think, this season as well. Yeah, I know Munaf touched on the, them having the, the toughest strength of schedule in the NFL, but you know that's I think that only leans in more to it because there there could be times where they're just going to have to rely on Mahomes to win games, and those are the situations that I want to see if I'm playing an over for a quarterback prop. I want to make sure it's that's the guy that's going to keep them in the game and and who's going to be the game changer there. So they're going to have a tough schedule to get through, but if Mahomes is the type of guy he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Like I want to put my money behind that guy like that. Yeah, and again. You know, we, we talked a lot about this division. I think there's just going to be, you know, shootouts in this division just because how prolific these offenses are and, the, and just the quarterbacks that are just in this division. So, you know, it's going to be exciting to see how, uh, you know, how this division kind of pans out and how exciting it's going to be for, you know, for, for, for all four of these teams in this division. All right, so those were our quarterback props. You know, uh, we usually like playing unders, but again, I think rightfully so. We had the right reasonings and, and the right handicap on why we're backing some un- or sorry overs here with our quarterback props. Let's get into our skill position props here, guys. Uh, Rod, I'll let you lead this off, buddy. What is your first uh, skill position player prop for this AFC West division? Did, did I bring the over energy? Because I feel like we're hitting a lot. We're just doing a lot more because uh, I'm picking <laughs> overs. In fact, spoiler alert, every single bet that I have is an over. I just don't know what it is about me being optimistic, but uh, I like overs rather than unders. So this, my next one is Cortland Sutton. His uh, reception total is set at 62 and a half receptions. I'm going to smash the over on that one. Uh, he caught 58 passes last season from Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke. He's got Russell Wilson on his squad now. Uh, you already talked about how Patrick is gone uh, for at least a, a few games. I mean, all signs point to Cortland Sutton uh, at least getting 62 catches on the uh, 63 catches rather on this season. I, I with the addition of Russell Wilson alone, that should have been enough. But now you have the injuries in the in the receiving core, and uh, yes, Jerry Judy's back. Yes, Jerry Judy's going to take a chunk of that, but Jerry Judy can't take all of that. Plus, we saw what Russell Wilson did with DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. He can support two alpha wide receivers on that team. And uh, if we're gonna if we're gonna lump Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy as the two alpha receivers on this Denver Broncos roster, I can see a clear path for Sutton to get at least sixty three of those receptions. Uh, given the fact that Russell Wilson's as good as he is, and uh, and Sutton's gonna have to play a big part, just like we've talked about already. This is a division where you're going to have to throw the ball a lot to keep up. So um, they're going to need to lean on these receivers. And, and I think Sutton's going to be a big part of that. I promise you that Rod and I did not work on this together as far as our player props for this division. And I'm going to, I'll, I'll give my picture as well, because it also has to do with Gordon Sutton. And this might be a, a prop that you might have to shop around for, but I'm taking Cortland Sutton, Cortland Sutton to have at least 1000 receiving yards. And you can find this at plus one Oh five. Uh, for his season-long player prop here. And again, everything that Rod just said there is pretty much why I'm backing this. Again, you have a legitimate quarterback in Denver. You know, you talked about how DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, I even went back and looked from some previous years when those guys weren't there that Doug Baldwin was the guy that was getting, you know, 1,000 receiving uh, or at least having 1,000 receiving yards when Russell Wilson was the quarterback uh, for those Seattle Seahawks teams with Doug Baldwin there. He's going to be the number one target in this offense for Wilson. And again, this is going to be a year where I think that we finally see Russell Wilson cook. I know we talked about it might take a year for them to kind of, you know, just have those adjustments coming over to a new team. But again, I, I think that the beneficiary for having a great quarterback now is going to be Gordon Sunbridge because like you just said there, Rod, Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater, uh, some of the prior quarterbacks, Paxton Lynch that they had, what they were trying to try out for, you know, being the future f- a quarterback in this franchise, it just didn't work out. And despite battling injuries over the last two seasons, Sutton did have one 1,000 receiving yard uh, season um, in his second year in the league. And over his last three seasons, you know, with Seattle, Wilson did have at least one receiver to have a 1,000 receiving yard season. And the books are projecting Wilson to finish with at least 4,100 passing yards, you know, barring injury and things like that. But I think there's a correlation that, 
if Russell Wilson gets over his passing yard projection, I think that Cortland Sutton is going to be Cortland Sutton is going to be the beneficiary of that, having at least one thousand receiving yards for the Denver Broncos. So a rare thing for me here, two uh, two overs to start this prop cast with the skill positions and the quarterback props that I do have. But I, I really like this one, especially when you're getting at at a dog price. I know it's a very small dog at plus one hundred five, but I think Cortland Sutton can have a year where he's going to have at least one thousand uh, receiving yards here. Uh, Rod, you want to have any thoughts on the uh, receiving uh, yards for Sutton before I get over to Dan? No, I mean, again, if it wasn't for me catching the receptions, I, I figured somebody was going to take receiving yards. So that's why I took receptions. So uh, I'm, I'm pretty much in agreement with you there as well. Dan, thoughts on Corlin Sutton coming into the season? I think he's going to have a big season. You know, I think he's going to be Russell Wilson's 1A. Um, I think that Jer- Jerry Judy hasn't been as reliable. He's been injury prone. He's been known to drop balls. I think with a with a year removed from his ACL injury, I think Corlin Sun's in for a big year. So I'm I'm in agreement with both of you guys. I, I'd be targeting him in fantasy too, um, if you have the opportunity. All right, Rod, why don't you take us in? Uh, sorry, uh, Dan, why don't you take us into your first skill position player prop? What do you got? I'm breaking the over trend here. I'm going to go under seven and a half touchdowns for Keenan Allen, my boy over here. Um, He's only hit this in two of nine seasons, despite finishing fifth in red zone targets last year. He only amounted to six scores. And, you know, I think that this team, with how loaded they've they've gotten on offense and defense, we could see a little bit less volume being funneled to Keenan Allen. Like, he's still going to give you, you know, near 100 receptions and 1,100 yards and six touchdowns, but... Um, I'm curious as to why this jumped to seven and a half, because I think Mike Williams will continue to emerge as the uh, the one B in that offense, um, expecting the passing offense. But then also Joshua Palmer has has garnered a lot of attention in this preseason, as well as late last season, um, as being a threat to to see more targets. So um, as Keenan Allen continues to rise in age, um, I, I'm confused as to why his touchdown prop would go up. Um, if this was at, you know, five and a half, six and a half, I, I'd. I'd probably stay away from it, but seven and a half, I can't ignore that. That that's too high. And um, yeah, so I'm gonna take the under on Keenan Allen under seven and a half uh, pat, uh, receiving touchdowns. Can't even speak. Yeah, I mean the first quarter, or sorry, the first skill position prop I went at and looked at in this division. You know, when we were going to talk about it, I was looking at Keenan Allen's regular season receptions, and for whatever reason, that number has come down. And I think it's for the reasons that you just laid out there. Dan is that they have other weapons on this roster where you know they're gonna have to share the ball with, right? Mike Williams, great down the field threat, a big guy that you can target in the red zone. We talked about the tight end positions with this team, Gerald Everett and, and Donald Partum, like Rod mentioned. I mean, those are legitimate guys. And you know, let's not forget you also have Austin Eckler in your backfield that you can not only catch the ball uh, and run into the end zone, but he can also rush the ball and run into the end zone. And Justin Herbert's another guy that that can scramble and and you know on a bootleg, you know, run it in or quarterback sneak it. So, you know, there's just different types of ways that this team can score touchdowns. And like you mentioned there, Dan, is that he's a receptions machine is getting out. We've seen that throughout his career. My favorite play, one of my favorite plays last year, when the one rare over I did have last season was Keenan Allen to get over his receptions. But I think you're right about the, you know, the, the, the red zone targets and, and, you know, being targeted in the, for touchdowns. I think this number is a little high for Keenan Allen. Um, coming into the season. Rod, thoughts on Keenan Allen's uh, receiving touchdowns there of under seven and a half from Dan? It's sad. I, I, I love Keenan Allen too. I always have. I, I've loved his his talent. I've loved watching him play. But yeah, I don't know that he's the touchdown scoring ma- machine. And uh, now they got Sony Michelle, right? Who can pound it in from a couple of yards out as well. So there's not necessarily, I think, the need to throw him the ball uh, in and around the, the red zone. So yeah, I mean, as much as Keenan Allen is such a fantasy friendly receiver, the touchdowns have been the thing that have always kind of, uh, you know, got you out of a, a non PPR league yeah. and maybe kept you from drafting him in, in that type of a league. Yeah. hundred um, percent. Let's get over to our last skill position player props for the AFC West here. Dan, I'll let you leave this off, buddy. Uh, what is your last player prop for this division? Yeah. Rolling with the unders here, Josh Jacobs under seven and a half touchdowns. And, um, so you might be surprised by this because, you know, we've talked about how explosive the Raiders offense could be. Um, but I have general concerns about his workload. They declined his fifth year option. So he's going to be a free agent after this season, which could beg the question, are they going to run him into the ground? The problem is you can't run someone into the ground when their offensive line is ranked 
uh, in the bottom three in the league, uh, mm-hmm. according to Pro Football Focus. So, you know, last first year he had seven touchdowns and he had 12. And then last season he finished with nine. Um, but I'm concerned about also drafting Zamir White. I think that that guy is going to have a role in this offense. He, you know, Josh McDaniels comes from the New England system where they rotate backs and they also brought in Amir Abdullah. So um, I think Josh Jacobs could still have a good season. And with that offensive line giving so much trouble to Derek Carr and others, um, he could be one of those guys that actually sees a surge in receptions. He did finish fifth in receiving uh, in receptions last year for the running back position. So he's still going to be very involved. I just don't know when you get to the goal line, whether he's going to have so much uh, opportunity there because he did score seven of his nine touchdowns within five yards. And if I, if you look at the green Bay Packers, where was Devonte Adams used best? It was right in that red zone where you just throw that back shoulder fade um, and get him a touchdown. So I think there's going to be less opportunities when it gets down to the, uh, the, the goal to go. And I, he also doesn't have that breakaway speed to really get in the end zone. So I'm going to continue to fade him. Um, I'm also fading him in fantasy. Josh Jacobs under seven and a half rushing touchdowns. Yeah, I think this is going to be a decline year for Josh Jacobs. I think there was two seasons ago where I had him on my on my fantasy roster, and I think he was that was a season where he was really good. But I, I think this is a season where he kind of declines, and you know, maybe like you mentioned there that the Raiders declined his fifth year option. That's something that may be on his mind, and that production. It's going to be not so much there for him, especially in the backfield now with the names that you did mention that maybe they want to go in a different direction or maybe there's also the possibility that he's motivated and, and gets all the rushing yards, but maybe not the, the you know, not the touchdowns coming into this season. So uh, no argument for me there, especially on under. But Rod, thoughts on uh, Josh Jacobs for this upcoming season? Yeah, I don't know that you've ever really trusted Josh Jacobs to get into the end zone, which is probably, you know, not his been his fantasy value all along. Although I I am a little more bullish on his actual uh, yardage total, to be honest with you. I think he's still going to get a a pretty decent chunk of yardage um, because I still think that this Raiders team is going to have to run the ball. Look, I know they got Devontae Adams. They could throw the ball. We think he's going to uh, Derek Carr is going to get 5000 yards. But again, defenses figure that out very, very quickly. And you have to be able to offset it with running the ball. And Josh Jacobs has been a a, a good one. His over under right now is set at 750 and a half rushing yards. I think he's going to absolutely kill that. Um, I think he's going to get at least eight, 900 yards, if not a thousand this season. Uh, But yeah, finding the end zone has not been something that he's been able to do. So much as I hate to admit it, I I think he's going to go under this as well. All right, Rod, why don't you lead us into your last uh, season long player prop here? What do you got, bud? Speaking of rushing totals, uh, I've got CEH. His over under here is set at 700 and a half yards. I already told you I'm taking the overs on just about everything. This is a very intriguing line for CEH, given the fact that last season he sat out a vast majority of games. What is it? Seven games that he sat out and he still had uh, 517 total yards on the season. That's seven games. All he had to do was hit like 50 yards in any of those games to get you over 700. Now, you, Dan just alluded to it earlier. All he's got in the backfield now is Jarek McKinnon kind of right there with him. That That is the guy that's going to probably fight him the most for it. So, uh, you know, they do still like to use CEH. And yes, they now they have Tyreek Hill gone. So that means maybe they need to run the ball a little bit more just to, to offset the fact that Tyreek Hill has got, yeah, he's got all the weapons around him. We think that he's going to throw the ball a ton, but a lot like Derek Carr, this Chiefs team still going to have to run the ball. And they've proven that CEH is the guy to actually do it when they need to get it done and when he's in the game. So I, I like CEH is over. I can't believe it's only 700, you know, given the fact that, like I said, he missed so much of last season and still had 500 yards. Given the fact that he can have a couple more games in there, I don't. He'll probably stay healthy this season. Uh, I see seven hundred as being a good number for him to hit. Yeah. Um, look, uh, and I'll get into mine too as here as well because it does have to do with Ceh. I'll let him all have all the yards that he wants. I'm gonna take the under on his uh, rushing touchdowns uh, this upcoming season. And you know, and the the one thing that you just said there, Rod, is what kind of stuck out to me as well is that he he did miss games, but he was projected to get over you know the the, this projection that we just that you just laid out there that if he's able to stay healthy but 
you know, for me, at least let me let me get into what I have. And I took the under on his uh, five and a half rushing yards last season. This number is at seven and a half. I took the under there as well. He did have four, I think, within what, 12 games. I don't know if you have it there, Rod, um, in front of you there. How many games he played? Uh, he played. Let's see. One, two, three. Uh, well, he played all but seven. OK, so what, 10 games then? Yeah. Yeah. And I just feel like this offense is especially when they get into the red zone here. Um, I just don't feel that they utilize a running game very much because we've seen with this offense for the, the Kansas City Chiefs where they have those kind of those, those shovel passes to, Ty, to uh, Travis Kelsey. They have, you know, Patrick Mahomes scrambling to the, the, to the, to the end zone for touchdowns. And you no, know, he's played more than 14 games you know, he kind of got over this number and we talked about throughout his career there. He's, he's been he's been a guy that gets injured. He gets injured. Right. But we take a look at the schedule of rush defenses. The Chiefs play this season. And it's above league average. They play six top 10 rush defenses and half of their opponents are projected to be above league average in rush defenses. Now, the Chiefs are the type of team, like I mentioned, that love those run those gimmick plays at the goal line or within the five yard line or. 10-yard line trying to score touchdowns. There's also a lot of buzz about Isaiah uh, Pancheco, if I'm saying his name right, for the Chiefs. It may not be early in the season, but as season progresses, I feel like that there might be shared duties between CEH and Pancheco. But I guess for the sake of our bets here, Rod, that when it gets into the goal line type of situations, that maybe they're using Pancheco or they're using you know different type of gimmicks on the offense, uh, whether it's passing or those, you know, like say shovel passes, Travis Kelsey or those, you know, jet sweeps to Miko Hardman and things like that. But I think that, you know, this this number may be a little too high for me for CEH. So for the sake of our bets, uh, Rod, I hope he gets over this projection of the rushing uh, yards, but he hopefully he doesn't score a lot for the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, but Dan, thoughts on CEH? Uh, maybe you can, you know, uh, be the decider between the, pot, uh, the, the props that me and Rod do have here, but. Yeah, so I'm I'm in a believement that or I believe that CEH will be there one two down back and then maybe you'll see Jarek McKinnon mix in on some of the passing plays, but 700 does seem low if he can stay healthy. He was not healthy last year. Um but I think I, the reports that I've seen in preseason is that CEH continues to get first team reps, dominate those reps. Um he should be the main guy on the field. So I have no I'm not that hesitant on him from a 700 yardish perspective. I am concerned about him in the red zone. So under five and a half is the number that I, I bought into that. So shout to Munaf for being in agreement there. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I agree with both of you that buy into CEH as a running back. Don't buy into him as a goal line back because he's – I remember this one play or one one series specifically like a few years ago where he got stuffed at the goal line like four times. Andy Reid never went back to him on the goal line. I think that's unless he breaks one out, that's the only way he's going to score. So, or it will be like a dump pass, which doesn't qualify as a rushing touchdown. So um, yeah, I like the under five and a half rushing touchdowns for, for CEH as well. All right. So um, Rod and I have all three same players, but we have different variations of where we're going with our bets. And, you know, that's, and that's why we love talking about the season long player props here on the prop cast for any division. So AFC West, that is our player props. We will identify uh, one best bet for each of these, uh, for, uh, for, sorry, from each of us for this AFC West division to wrap up the show here. Um, Dan, I'll let you go first. Best bet for the AFC West season-long player props. What do you got for the people? Hmm, best bet, I'm going to go with Patrick Mahomes over 34, 34.5 uh, passing touchdowns. In a division where you're going to have to throw the ball a lot, um, the only real defense that really has any competition for him would be the Chargers. But um, the char- the Chiefs will go as far as Patrick Mahomes. And with not such a, a strong running back room behind him, I think he's going to be throwing a lot, especially when it's goal to go. Um, a lot of big play opportunities, and he's only um, not exceeded 34 and a half in one season um, in his career. So. Yeah, 34 and a half still seems low to me. I could see this finishing somewhere around 36 or 37. So, yeah, I'm going to take Mahomes over 34 and a half passing TDs. All right, best bet for Dan. Patrick Mahomes over 34 and a half passing touchdowns. Rod, best bet for the AFC West. What do you got? 
Fresno State starts its season on Thursday. Their former quarterback, Derek Carr, is going to throw for far more than 4,450 and a half yards this season. For everything Dan said about throwing the ball in this division, you're going to have to do it. And Derek Carr threw for 4,800 last season, did not have his college buddy, Devontae Adams. Now he's got him. Uh, the sky's the limit for Derek Carr this season. I, I just absolutely love the fact that they set this so damn low. Uh, that 4,400 is the mark to hit. Um, hell, he may do that first 10 games of the season, depending on what happens. But uh, maybe I'm not that bullish. But even still, <laughs> uh, I like Derek Carr being over 44, uh, 50 and a half yards this season for sure. Give me all those yards. All right. Best bet over on the passing yards for uh, Derek Carr for this upcoming season. All right, my best bet, guys, I'm going to go with Corden Sutton uh, to have at least 1,000 receiving yards. Uh, again, you can get that number at a dog price, so make sure to shop around for that at plus 105. And, again, for the reasons that we mentioned, you know, Russell Wilson comes in. If he's going to – I think that, again, if he gets into the range of 35, 4,000 passing yards, it's going to have to be to a guy like – or at least some of those yards or, you know, a quarter percent of that is going to go to a guy like Corden Sutton, who's going to be the guy – I think that's going to be a fantasy monster. We talked about this on this pod. Um, I think that's going to be a year where, you know, not only does he get over at least 1,000 receiving yards, but I think he's going to be a great red zone uh, target as well for Russell Wilson. So I'm going Corlin Sutton to have at least 1,000 receiving yards for this upcoming season for the Denver Broncos offense led by Mr. Unlimited Russell Wilson. Gentlemen, that's going to do it for the AFC West season long player props. Anything else uh, you want to mention here, Dan, before we get out of here? Nah, uh, follow me on Twitter at Dan Titus. Um, yeah, we are one week away from the NFL season, man. So stay locked in. Yes, sir. Rod, anything else before we get out of here, my man? Nope. Just find me on Twitter at RJ Via Gomez. And, uh, of course, find all the stuff that we got going on at the SGPN. Uh, we're going to have another prop cast coming out very shortly. So yeah, let's, uh, let's have some fun. Yep. We are grinding this week on the prop cast. So make sure to Get in all the player props that we have laid out for all the divisions uh, by the NFL season. Hopefully we have another great season. Another division down. Three more to go for the prop cast here. So we're going to grind these out for you guys. And again, don't forget about all the free contests that are hoping, happening over on SGPN. Hop in over at Run Your Pool. Um, you know, we mentioned it. Check it out on the website. A uh, lot of free stuff. A lot of free cash up for grabs. So get in. It's absolutely free to get into all these contests. Um, and, and the bosses are feeling generous this uh, NFL season and the college football season. So, again, take advantage of it while you can. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. Good luck with your bets. Let's break these books off and let it ride. <laughs>